My name is Humble Gray, and I am a Mississippi farmer. I went to the doctor the other day for a slew of tests on the old noggin. There was the Montreal Cognitive Assessment Test, the St. Louis University Mental Status Examination, the General Practitioner Assessment of Cognition Screening Test, and the Mini Mental State Exam. And you know what? I passed each one with flying colors, showing that I am definitely compos mentis, i.e., in my right mind. Is there a reason, asked the doctor, why you felt the need for these assessments? Yes, says I, I feared I might no longer be sane or in the vernacular, playing with a full deck. And what exactly, asked the Sawbones, do, drew you to that conclusion? Have you been forgetting things lately? No, says I, the old memory seems in good shape, least as I can remember. Then do you find yourself confused or disoriented, says the doctor. Not a bit, I replied. I don't even do that thing where you go into the kitchen and forget what you're there for. I always know what I'm there for. Then why, queried the healer, did you think you'd lost your mind? One simple reason, says I, because I keep going to see movies by M. Night Shyamalan, and anyone who does that should have their head examined. He laughed. I didn't. But that brings me to today's review. Oh, no. Oh, yes. My critique of a new film by that cinematic auteur, a photo play simply entitled Old, because it's about a beach where people age at an alarming rate for reasons that are just plain ridiculous. Whoa. I'm just saying. Of course, it starts out innocently enough, focusing on the Kappas, this upscale family from the city of Philadelphia. Now, I specify that because it stands to reason this horror tale is going to involve northerners. It's just a fact, verifiable, that folks inhabiting the upper United States tend to get themselves in way more trouble than we here in the good old South. That's not true! Is so, I read it in an encyclopedia somewhere, a great big one. Anyway, Mama and Daddy Kappa, given names Guy and Prisca, visit a tropical resort for a vacation, bringing their children, six-year-old Trent and 11-year-old Maddox, along for the adventure. It's the couple's way of giving their young'uns one last hurrah before revealing that they're about to separate, i.e. defy their vows before God. But on the bright side, this holiday spot, it seems just peachy, especially when the hotel manager makes a special recommendation that they visit a secluded nearby beach for a day of sun and fun. They're joined by a surgeon and his family and another couple comprising a nurse and a psychologist. Plus, when they get there, there's an already another fella hanging out, a famous rapper with the unlikely name Midside Sedan. Now, it's a beautiful beach, all right, plenty isolated and surrounded by cliffs. Seems like an idyllic place to spend some time until a young lady, the rapper's companion, turns up in the water dead. Worse, it soon becomes apparent that everybody's starting to age, fast. About a year for every half hour they spend on the sand. That means unless they get out of there, they're going to live their whole lives in a day and possibly die right there of old age. Trouble is, there seems to be no escape. Every time someone tries to leave, they fall unconscious and end up right back on the beach. What's more, the illnesses that some of these folks are already suffering from speed up their progress so that, for example, a small tumor in Prisca's side soon grows to the size of a bowling ball and has to be removed by the surgeon right there on the sand. This, despite his own careening mental illness, which makes him a dodgy companion, to say the least. To make matters even creepier, 
The group sees that someone is placidly watching their predicament from a cliff high above, someone who seems absolutely disinclined to help, even as the day wears on, the Kappa children become adults, the parents enter senescence, and lives within the group are forfeit. Clearly a situation that today's young people would call, you know, a drag daddy-o. And the explanation for why all this is happening? Something about a magnetic field. (sighs) Just don't ask. Now, I'm a fan of The Sixth Sense, the movie where Mr. Shyamalan first made a splash. It all just came together with an unexpected twist ending that incorporated perfect logic. It really did. After that, I'd have to say that logic has been at a premium in his work, ranging from some to almost none. I mean, aliens that are killed by water and a superhero whose weakness is water? Come on, did Bruce Willis's character never take a shower? You tell me. And what in heck does Mr. Shyamalan have against water anyway? That's what I'd like to know. Plus, the repeated twist endings never satisfy like that first one did in The Sixth Sense. Kind of like in the Planet of the Apes movies, they never topped that Statue of Liberty scene in the original, even when they blew up the world in the second one and the chimp said Mama in the third. Not nearly the impact, and I defy anyone to prove otherwise. But I am getting a bit off topic. I hope I'm not boring you with my digression. People are blacking out. Oh, belay that. I've only been talking five minutes. Technically, it's been more than five minutes. Oh yeah, Buster? Well, how long do you think I've been jabbering? Seven years. Fiddle-dee-dee. Now, getting back to Mr. Shyamalan's film, I don't fault the performances. In fact, if I could say one thing to my audience, it'd be... Wake up! Wake up! No, Weisenheimer, it'd be that the movie features a strong ensemble, though older actors replace the children as they age. Alex Wolf, whom I praised in last week's review of Pig, does well as the teenage Trent, though he seems to have a weakness for pictures with one-syllable titles. Would you like to star in Rambo, Mr. Wolf? No, but if you change the title to just Ram or Bo, I'll do it. And Gail Garcia Bernal and Vicky Creeps, they're fine as Guy and Prisca, showing us a relationship that turns from sour to sweet over the course of their ordeal. Fact, credit where credit's due, Mr. Shyamalan, for it's not not touching to watch those two bury the hatchet and grow stronger as a couple, even as their aging bodies fail. I also especially liked Rufus Sewell as the surgeon, a sullen but capable man pulled into the abyss of violent mental illness. Plus, there's a gangbuster scene with Abby Lee as his wife, one having to do with advancing osteoporosis. I mean, Mr. and Mrs. America had creeped me out way more than any commercial for Fosamax, I can tell you that. But ladies and gentlemen, when you set a film on a beach and there's nothing but sturm and drang, tears and death, I mean, it gets a bit wearing after a while. It's like someone said, hey, Mr. Shyamalan, this movie is turning out to be fast and interesting. And he replied, let's just all start slowing down. Except in a man's voice, of course. Not that I'm saying he's anti-humor, but I swear, if this fellow directed Caddyshack, that shack would turn people into robots and they'd kill everybody on the golf course. And naturally, they'd have a twist ending where the gopher is pulling all the strings and Bill Murray's an android. Wow. Don't steal that. I'm writing a spec script. Now, before I wrap up... How quickly can that happen? When I'm darn good and ready, okay? Now, I was just going to say that over the course of my viewing experience, I wondered why the children's intellects matured with their physiques. That just wasn't logical. Shouldn't they have shouldn't they have older bodies but still retain the personalities of youngins? Hey, have you seen my children? Yeah, lady, they're over there drinking whiskey and smoking cigars. They need it talking to. Still, maybe it's best they did mature emotionally. Otherwise, it might have turned into an Adam Sandler movie, you know what I mean? With the exception, of course, of Uncut Gems, because that was a good one, I'll tell you what. In fact, he should have gotten an Oscar nod for it. That's coming from yours truly. Yours truly, a bona fide film reviewer. Yes, sir. Next week, I'll be reviewing the film The Green Knight. 
It's an Arthurian tale about a guy who lops off another guy's head, but that fellow doesn't die, and then, well, you'll see. Play me out, Zeke. <laughs>